0: The following podcast contains spoilers and words such as gh, and b*****. Mate,
1: did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing. Hope you're all doing well. We are here today to talk about burn after reading. Isn't that right, Tove?
0: That is a fact, my friend. <laughs> yes,
1: it is. Patron request: Burn After Reading is a 2008 dark comedy crime film written, produced, edited, and directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. It stars John Malkovich, Francis McDormand, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Tilda Swinton, Richard Jenkins, and J.K. Simmons. And what is it about, Tove?
0: It is a uh, a farcical story about um, some quite dim people <laughs> yeah. getting entangled in a non-existent CIA plot.
1: Yes. Good description. You know what else is great about this movie? Bang on 90 minutes, as all films should be. Boom. (laughs)
0: Lawrence of Arabia should be 90 minutes. Uh, It's funny because you haven't seen it and you don't know what to say. (laughs) You know why I haven't seen it, mate? It's too long. Too long? (laughs) All right. It's more than two Burn After Readings. (laughs) <laughs> all right, let's get into Burn After Reading then. I'm guessing you had seen this one before. Yeah, but not since the cinema. And in fact, weirdly, when I put it on and like Clooney is the first name that comes up in the opening titles, I'm, I'm fairly sure. Yeah. I was like, wow, I just do not remember this being a Clooney film at all. Like my take in my head, I'm McDormand and Pitt.
1: I, I didn't even know that they were in it. I had no knowledge of this film at all. I remember it coming out. I was working in a cinema at the time it came out. So I remember seeing the poster at the time. I had no idea
0: that this film had such a massive cast. The average, the average rating of people in this film. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Richard Jenkins isn't on the first line of people you talk about. J.K. Simmons. Just sitting behind a desk, being amazing. Amazing. It's like if you haven't won an Oscar, don't bother. <laughs> Although Malkovich, Malkovich hasn't won one. He's been nominated, but he hasn't won. Obviously, should have won for um, Conair. But... <laughs> yeah. Should have won for so. Many. And Jenkins hasn't won. Jenkins has been nominated, but not won. Otherwise,
1: just Oscars everywhere. So you hadn't seen this since the cinema. Was that how did you feel about it at the time when you saw it all those years ago?
0: Oh, I was I was totally into it. Yeah, totally into it. But just hadn't seen it again. Um, I think with a lot of like a lot of people with this film in the the Cohen filmography, I've always thought it was kind of a forgotten or never discovered in the first place gem. Yeah, it does
1: seem to be that way. I have to say, I think this is their funniest film. That's um, oh, hysterical. It, reading the description, I wouldn't even call this a dark comedy. I wouldn't have thriller or crime film in there at all. This is just a straight up comedy. This is this is pure comedy. And it is hilarious from start to finish. This is, I think this is easily
0: their funniest movie. And the great thing about the humour in the film is that little to none of it comes via gags or funny lines. So much of it is in what is happening to the other person in the scene. Yes, yeah. And for me, that's the brilliance of the humour in it. How often does it happen in the film where the reason you're laughing is a reaction shot?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had the exact same note written down. Every ounce of comedy that is taken from this film is purely from the characters. Like so little of it even comes from the plot. I mean, the plot is almost irrelevant after a point point. and everything. And it, it's so brilliantly written that in 90 minutes, you're able to know these characters so well that, as you say, a cut to a shot of their face or just the way they react to something
0: can make you laugh out loud so yeah been over a decade since I'd seen it if you'd asked me so what's the plot of burn after reading I could not have told you yeah I could have told you the feeling of the film but not the plot because quite frankly it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah it's completely irrelevant and that's almost what's funny about it <laughs> it's <laughs> absolutely the final scene of the film where Simmons is like oh yeah fuck it yeah, Which sums up the
1: whole thing. I must say, the ending took me by surprise when that final scene ca- and then it just starts credits rolling. I'm like, well, that was quick. That that uh, this movie moves at the fastest pace I've ever seen. Like, not only is it actually a relatively short movie for these days, it moves so quickly. It's over twenty minutes before you actually meet Brad Pitt's character. And then he's gone, and yet he feels like quite a large part of the movie.
0: Absolutely, because of the gifts or whatever that you see of Brad Pitt in this film. In my head, he was- I think in my head, I had Pitt as the central character of the film.
1: He was the only actor that I, I knew of that, that was in it before I watched. Mm. He
0: is hysterical in this movie. Oh, my God. Brad Pitt dancing with headphones in <laughs> is just- the best shit. <laughs> but This is what he should have won an Oscar for.
1: Well, I, I feel like, honestly, we could just spend an entire episode just talking about the performances. Because straight up, first actor you see in the film is Malkovich, who
0: just steals every scene that he's in. And you realise that all along, you didn't know it, but all along, Malkovich has a Coen brother's face. Yeah, And as soon yeah. as he's in a Coen Brothers film, you're like, of course, how is he not in every Coen Brothers film? Yeah, yeah. And what I love about him is that he,
1: I mean, him and Tilda Swinton, in, I, I guess, are the smartest characters in this film full of bumbling idiots. But they're still complete idiots. Like, Malkovich is really, really dumb. But he's got this kind of pompousness to him that is so hilarious. Like, every time he says memoirs, there's something about the way he says it that just gets me cracking up. <laughs> I'm going to write my memoirs.
0: <laughs> it's great shit. And they, I mean, the co- This is so this is the third film they've done with. With Clooney, and I think, as they put it, the um, how did they describe it? The the idiot, the Idiots trilogy or something. Yeah, right. Where like they just really do seem to delight in making <laughs> Clooney look like a complete <laughs> like a himbo. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and this and this is great because this is you know this is one year after Ocean's Thirteen, so he and and Pitt are coming off this run where like um, when when does Queenie win the Oscar I think 05 so he's coming off this run where he's, he's an Oscar winner he's Danny Ocean he's like literally the coolest most handsome guy yeah. going around in Hollywood and they're like well I know what we should do with him this will be <laughs> fucking great oh and the, the other absurdly handsome bloke from the Ocean's films yeah we'll have him too and guess what we're gonna do with him
1: he's gonna be even dumber <laughs> it's fucking great yeah and I mean, we haven't even mentioned Frances McDormand yet, who is, I mean, as we spoke about just a few weeks ago in Nomadland, is fantastic in everything she does. It's so easy to forget how funny she is, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and we've seen her in something like Fargo, which I think that that's much more of a, a, a black crime comedy than this is. That that obviously leans into the thriller elements as well. So, it's easy to forget how funny she is in that too. In this, she's straight up hysterical.
0: <laughs> You could listen to Francis McDormand dissing on our own body all day long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, your husband wrote that scene for you. You guys must be very secure in your relationship. <laughs> or Joel's in a lot of trouble. I think it's Joel. I little- mean I mean really where does one Cohen end and the other begin like
1: they're the Cohens could you pick them out of a lineup would you be able to say that's Ethan
0: that's Joel yeah i do i do Joel is the tall one i know that which one has curly hair both <laughs> oh, that doesn't <laughs> help <laughs> do you know one thing that absolutely delighted me while watching this film what's that you know where Clooney is jog the first time is it the first time he's jogging? It's the first or second time he's jogging and sees the car following him. Yeah. He's on a he's on a bridge. Yeah, yeah. West Wing <laughs> I'm, I'm, Josh Lyman you- and Vice President Hoynes <laughs> stop stop to have a conversation on a jog in that exact same spot. I knew where you were going. Fuck yeah. It's a, it's a great setting too, DC. Josh is talking to Hoynes about the president's <laughs> current approval ratings and why would you want to go against the president in when, when he's in such a good spot?
1: Sorry, I didn't realise that we were doing a West Wing podcast now. We're always doing a West
0: Wing podcast. <laughs> um, it's a great setting. For- then Leo finds out what Josh said to him and gets kind of pissed. Yeah, you know, I was on Facebook the other day
1: and I, I had a mutual friend pop up whose name was Toby Ziegler. And I was like, I should send this to Woolly. Like, okay, sure. yeah, <laughs> you should Um, It's a great setting for a film like this, DC. Just the, the kind of humour that it pulls out of that lifestyle, you know, where everyone works for government.
0: And the self-importance yes, of everyone.
1: That's right. Everyone thinks that they are the most important person in every room they're in. The the chem it's a shame they don't have more scenes together. The chemistry between Malkovich and Clooney in that first scene at the dinner party, where they're kind of slyly ripping on each other,
0: and just a dick measuring contest. Yeah, it's just
1: wonderful. Can I be peak me for a little bit longer?
0: We're back to West Wing. <laughs> We're not going to West Wing. Um, usually, who shoots Coen brothers films? Deacons. This wasn't Deacons. No, he was already committed to shooting a film with Sam Mendes. Um, so, in- Was that Revolutionary Road? It was. Yeah, not a great movie. A fucking fantastic <laughs> film, but anyway. Um, <laughs> what, like, what a life they live where they're like, oh, we can't have Roger Deakins. Who do we get? Um, Emmanuel Lebesky. <laughs> can't have Deakins. We'll have Chivo. <laughs> Jesus Christ and it's so funny because this this isn't the kind of
1: movie that really lends itself or needs stellar cinematography and that's why it's so funny they that they got Chivo because the way he shoots it is really simplistic there's nothing over the top here and it, it just it really works for the film
0: I remember the so that that opening scene where where Maul- you know Malkovich is in the the office getting mad at the people he works with um, in that scene. I was like, Oh yeah. So I presume this was and at that point. I didn't realize that it wasn't shot by Roger Deakins. Cause so I was like, "Ah oh, yeah. So this is a really unflashy scene in terms of the lighting, but it is also the reason I assumed it was Roger Deakins is that it is actually the exact way that he would light a scene like that, because there's no reason to make that scene particularly good looking because you're in a fucking office. So Chivo just, steps into the rhythm of, of a cohen's film brilliantly yeah absolutely brilliantly i think maybe i'd forgotten that chad dies even right up until when it happened i was like i don't remember how chad and and by the way brad pitt's character being called chad is the best <laughs> right up until when it happened i was like i don't remember how he gets out of this and then it's really like well Personally, anyway, I find like it's really shocking. Oh yeah, it shocked me. Shot in the face, but then like three seconds later, you're like, "Well, yeah, that's the only way that scene could have played (laughs) out." Yeah, the way that George Clooney's been going on about never having drawn his weapon and everything, like, of course that's what happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. So I, I found myself shocked by every. I mean. I use the word "twist" with quotation marks cuz as we said the plot is kind of re- irrelevant almost like Big Lebowski in a way where it's it's ever evolving and there's so much to it and yet at the end of the day it doesn't mean anything. This is very similar it's got all these parts coming together. And yeah, I found myself shocked quite a few times. Same <laughs> the the way the film ended. Like I I mean I said it briefly before. I I was like what the fuck? <laughs> like that's like <laughs> just everything in those final 10 minutes when Malkovich goes into the house and old mate from the gym is there, everything from that moment on, I was like, well, okay. <laughs> you know, and then you, then you get J.K. Simmons talking to the, and they're like, well, we, we, you know, we think he's brain dead. Like, <laughs> it just comes on so quickly. <laughs>
0: yeah. But it completely tracks. <laughs> yeah, and then just never... Never address that again. No. It's just gone after this <laughs> fucking ridiculous explanation. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the funniest thing about this film, I didn't realize until I was looking at a bit of trivia afterwards. So this is is this the very next film they make after No Country for Old Men? I th-
1: it would think be it yeah because be. that was I think it that might Oh was 07, wasn't it? Or was that 06? Yeah, so this would be
0: um the movie that Francis McDormand goes to see on two separate dates, um, coming up Daisy. In the poster for that film that we see, it says "Based on the book by Cormac McCarthy." All oh, right, <laughs> <laughs> which which is just the best. <laughs> coming off adapting Cormac McCarthy, what is the least Cormac McCarthy fucking film? Yeah. We can come up with. (laughs) Coming up, Daisy. I fucking love it. It's the best. As is George Clooney laughing at a completely unfunny line in that film. (laughs) Also the best. Would you live on a yacht?
1: Uh, You know, I was thinking just this just the other day because my wife and I were talking about it. We were at the beach and we were looking at boats and we were like, we're just not boat people. (laughs) I could not live on a yacht. I don't think. Um, I, I could go on a cruise. <laughs> I don't think I could live
0: on a yacht. <laughs> could you? I'd like to try it. I don't know how I'd feel about it, but I love boats. Well, have you ever been boating? Yeah, yeah, I've done a couple of... I I mean, this sounds wanky, but what else do you call it? It's a voyage. <laughs> yes. um, under under sail, my friend. <laughs> under this motoring crap. I've been out there, wind in the sails. What kind of voyage is we talking? We went from... Sydney to Kaiama, and back oh so that's a pretty short I mean that's that's what like a couple of hours <laughs> come on mate I was in high school
1: it's, so that's not a void a couple of hours
0: that's more than a couple of, it's, it's a couple not of
1: a couple hours co- in a car it's a couple of hours it's a couple hours it's more, more than, than a couple of hours sailing
0: if you're going yeah, very sailing slowly. mate
1: so you didn't actually go out into open waters you were very close we were out
0: in no, open mate we couldn't see we couldn't see land
1: okay all right. I think this is one of those things, like when you go back to your primary school and you're like, "Oh, I remember it being so much bigger." I think if you did that boat trip now, you'd be like, "Yeah, it's a couple of hours." <laughs> was it? A, was it a day trip? Did you stay? Did you stay overnight on the boat?
0: Yeah, two or three. It was like three nights. Okay,
1: that was a very slow boat trip then.
0: I mean, that's in, yeah.
1: That's this thing same. This
0: thing was not built for speed. <laughs> like this, this boat survived the. You know the. The Sydney to Hobart yacht race, where there was the big storm, and oh right, oh, so the, it was a the, big, the, so it was a big boat.
1: It was seventy-two feet from memory, right? Okay, let me tell you then. That is very, very, very different to being on a little boat because the smaller the boat, the more you feel those waves. I don't know if you remember, I, I did like eight nights on a on a navy boat, going going out in the like literally the middle of the ocean, like the middle of nowhere. It was the worst week of my life. And I, I, at the first like couple of hours, I was embarrassed because I was so ready to spew. And then I went up to the poop deck and all the Navy blokes were up there spewing over the side. And they were like, this is, this is just what happens. There's no such thing as you don't get seasick every, like, no matter how long you've been doing it, you get seasick the first couple of hours. And it was, it's horrendous, mate. (laughs)
0: on that trip I got a photo of one of my friends spewing over the side. Yeah. <laughs> she she was really grateful. <laughs> um okay, let's
1: do this. Can you rank your your where does this sit for you? You said before that you feel that this is an often forgotten or unseen Cohen Brothers gem.
0: I mean, does does this crack like your top 5 Cohen films? I would probably want to give that more thought than I mean we probably shouldn't just sit here with me thinking about it that's that's bad content um <laughs> look it's it's definitely top half, yeah, okay, definitely top half of Cohen's for me. It's an interesting one for me, as I
1: said, I think it's hysterical and it's very classic screwball comedy like it's it's like watching you know the three stooges in in some ways or or you know it takes me back to a lot of those classic nineties comedies, especially uh, did you ever see Chain of Fools? It was our mutual friend, Frosty. It was her favorite movie, which is how I came to it. And it's very similar in a lot of ways. It's a crime comedy leading mainly towards comedy. Massive cast. It's got Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek, Jeff Goldblum, Steve Zahn. um, The list goes on. But it reminded me a lot of that. Very screwbook. All the comedy comes from people making mistakes. And I loved it. I would find it hard to rank it in Coen Brothers because in some ways it almost didn't feel like a Coen Brothers film to me because it is just so wild. (laughs) Like it's a lot of their movies, I find even when they're funny, they're kind of thoughtful at the same time. And this this is really just balls at the wall, screwball comedy, which I loved, but makes it really hard to rank for me.
0: So many of their films, even if they're largely serious films, have an element of farce to them. And so it's great that like, other th- that yeah, they were like, all right, let's just let ourselves off the chain with this one.
1: Yeah. All right. How are you scoring it? Eight out of ten.
0: I really like this film. I'm a seven. I liked it as well. I think I'd probably like it even more on rewatches. I know there's people. I know people who don't like this film. Um, I don't understand them. I don't understand how you could not like this film. It's, it's
1: charming and inherently likable. Much like yourself. Oh mate. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, you're not coming over tomorrow, even though we've invited you several times.
0: Go figure. <laughs> You'll be round the corner with a lot of beer that I like. <laughs> Literally the next suburb <laughs> with just so much excellent so much beer. beer. You're not going to drink all that over there? I couldn't possibly. Are you going to leave it there? No, I'll just give it to
1: neighbourhood kids. Come on. Come on. Give it to me, mate. My fridge is nearly empty. <laughs> you saw what? You saw how much I drank last Sunday? <laughs>
0: well, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter all under the handle at we Watch the thing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash thing, and we'll catch you next week.
0: Watch a movie, folks!